Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the John Appetit Podcast. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing tonight, Chanel? I am well. You're doing well. Ça va bien. Ça va bien. Very good. See, thank you. Thank you. Very uh, good. I've been practicing my French, get my Duolingo on, because now I have a French competitor in Duolingo. So now I got to get my lingots every day, you know, get my, get my French game up so I can win. I don't know what you win, though. Um, yeah, what do you win? I'm not really sure. You get lingots and you can do stuff with it. I don't, I don't Duolingo's know. great, by the way. If you guys want to learn uh, language, Duolingo's great. Uh, I dig it. You, well, you, you, have, you just got started. You just got started. You way behind me in the XP battle. But you'll get there. Well, you'll get there. I'm get pretty there. caught up for one day of Duolingo. You, you did pretty good for because one day. Because it's too easy. Okay, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Anyhow, we're here to talk about food, not about French, because or French or the French language. Because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We had a very interesting, amazing experience a couple of weeks ago. We want to share with you guys in the main portion of the show. We had a chance to check out the Samuels and Son Seafood uh, Warehouse Distribution Center, whatever you want to call it, down in South Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. It was one of the more, awesome. more unique experiences that we've ever had um, as far as doing this podcast. So Are yeah. you going to post the picture? Uh, fish pick? I one hundred percent. I was holding the pick. I was holding the fishes. Yeah, we had well, a chance. I'm to, kinda hidden. We so. had a chance to ho- to host the uh, to, to go in the warehouse and pick up and, and hoist some of the bigger fish fish out there. So uh yeah, so so check out uh check out the picture when we post it. But um segment number two is gonna be our entire interview with Bill Bradford, who is the uh, marketing coordinator down there um at Samuel Se- Samuels and Son Seafood. Um it's a pretty long interview, but we think you'll really enjoy it. Because uh, we learned some really cool stuff, and again, if you guys are in a market for seafood, if you want to go go to check out seafood, you can go to Samuels and Son yourself. And, there is a retail and get part. some seafood, but we'll talk about that more uh, in the second segment of the show after the interview. We have our usual news to get to first, of course, as we always do here on John Appetit, and as we always do, we have some Sunday dinner invitations to hand out as well. But before we get into any of that, as always, we want to thank you guys out there for listening to us. And supporting us here at John Appetit. For those of you who check us out um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, again, at John Appetit, we thank you guys for all your support. I went on Instagram uh, today, and I saw that there were, um, if, if the number's correct, and I'm not sure, it seemed weird to me, it's, I saw that there were like more than 500 pictures with a hashtag John Appetit on Instagram. Really? Yeah, on the on hashtag John Appetit. If you look at the hashtag, it said over 500, which sounded a little high to me, but I was like, hey, man, I'm I'll down. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it every day of the week. So thank you guys going for for uh, hitting us with the hashtags. I know the folks at uh, Parks Casino, they do it a lot. Um, I know there's a couple of people who do it a lot. Our good friend Paige down in D.C., Curious underscore Caravan, she tags us in her photos as well. So for all you guys who hit us up, thank we, you we appreciate you. But hashtag John Appetit. 
for those of you on Instagram, again, we truly appreciate all your support. We're going to be posting a lot of stuff coming up very, very soon. we got a lot of posts in the kitty um, waiting for you guys, so definitely want to post that out there. But hashtag John Appetit on Instagram or at John Appetit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please reach out to us and let us know. Um, you know, your foodie pictures, give us your foodie pictures or tell us about some cool restaurants that you had a chance to visit. visit. Also, johnappetit at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us as well. That's the best place to do it. While you're doing all that, please do us a favor and give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a, a positive review wherever you find your podcast, whether, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play, Spotify, again, wherever you get your podcast, please leave us a positive review, a positive mark. We would truly, truly appreciate your support. And while you're doing that, please check out our partner shows as part of the War Room Sports Podcast Network. My other show, The Broad Street Line, you can check that out, again, wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you live in Philly, you can check it out on Philly Cam 106.5 FM every Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, Philly Cam WPPM LP in Philadelphia. Also check out War Room Sports if you're a sports fan and check out our friends Tissue and the Tape if you are a hip-hop head. Phil and Savant do their thing in the hip-hop community and beyond. So check them out as well. Always good stuff. And always, as we always do, shout out to Tay Diggs for giving us a follow on the Twitter machine. Check him out online at Tay Diggs on Twitter. All right. What's new, Philly? What's new is a Old place or old place in a new place, I guess. Old, old place in a new address. I don't know how to, how best to say this. Poe Sandwich Joint is back in business. This is a popular sandwich shop that closed a few months back with basically no warning. Had four and a half stars on Yelp. Uh, won a Best of Philly Award. It was named to Eater's List of Epic Philly Sandwiches to Eat Before You Die. But they kind of closed. They had some little financial issues. Um, they closed down, but they are back. 1710. North 5th Street in Kensington. They are now open. Pickup and delivery only for now, but they will share a space with the, uh, a, the Human Robot Brewery, which is coming in early 2010. Now, these are good, hearty Italian sandwiches. Did you have a chance to look at the menu? I don't know if you had a chance to look at uh, the uh, the Poe sandwich joint menu. These are hearty sa- Italian sandwiches on Sarcone's Rolls. Yes, I did look. So anything, anything jump out at you, my love? So what jumped out at me was uh, the Birdman. Which is the chicken cutlet with the sharp provolone and the broccoli rob and grated parmesan. That looked really good. Um, I also like, I think it's called the Uncle Tony. Mm-hmm. It's the shaved ribeye with the pepperoncini relish, I think it is. And uh, how smoked Gouda whiz, like it's like a whiz wit, I guess. That looked good. There are uh, probably most of the sandwiches look good, with the exception of the vegan stuff, because you know I'm not. Down yeah, no, with you, that. Don't, you get, don't get down with that. They have, they have meatball sandwiches, as Chanel said, the shaved ribeye, cutlets, roast pork. They have veggie sandwiches as well, and the burgers, and they all come on Sarcone's rolls. Sarcone's has some of the best rolls in Philadelphia. They also have fries and funnel cake, which is supposed to be really good. There's a funnel well, cake that's supposed to be really good. Like? So. I like them all, basically. I like them all, except, except for the veggie sandwiches. You know, you know the vibes. Yeah, um, yeah Poe Sandwich Joint, though. Back in business. Again, I think you can get them on Grubhub and Caviar as well. 1710 North 5th Street in Kensington. Check them out. They are now open again. Four and a half stars before, so I'm sure the same great sandwiches are back at this location as well. Dizengoff is coming to Penn's campus. Enjoy. I was... You know, a birdie told me that they were thinking about coming to Temple. We were like, nah, fam. Like, we don't want 
hummus with lamb on top of it. Wait, who we said not want fam? Pita's. Who said that? We don't want pita bread. Who said that? That's a lie. We don't want lemon nanas. That is a lie. Nobody said nah to that. Why would we want hummus with lamb on top of it? Are we want hummus because with beef on only the only best hummus, with hummus beef ever. Why would you want like a little cucumber is salad? This the, is this you, you doing your secret so hater I like, thing? I was like, fam, I was like, you know, Pen, you know, go ahead, it's fam. It's yeah, fine. This it's your cool. secret hater thing. It's cool, it's whatever. Like, you guys, you know, you guys do your thing. You guys yeah. are losing restaurants and they're picking are them up. Are we losing? Are we losing? I mean, yeah, we are. Yeah, you guys are losing restaurants at Temple yeah. and Penn is picking up fabulous. Oh, no, we're getting to Old Nelson. Ah, check it. It's like a convenience store. Yeah, it's going to be like a supermarket, kind of yeah. supermarket, kind of. <laughs> The, the, you're comparing that to Dizengoff. Dizengoff is a hummuseria <laughs> from Michael Salamanoff. It's going to open at the Franklin Table Food Hall later this fall. It's going to replace Little Baby's Ice Cream. Franklin Table is a food hall that we've talked about on this program before at 34th and Walnut. Already has a couple of other Michael Salamanoff spots, but it also has Goldie, Kensington Quarter Burger, High Street Provisions, Petruco Pizza, and DK Sushi, the double knot sushi spot. So now they're going to Dizengoff. And now there's absolutely no reason to leave Penn's campus if you want something to eat because everything is right there. Everything. Because if you want a bomb shake, you can, well, look, you, now you got the hummus and the falafel and the shake in the same building at the same time, probably next to each other. Well, no, no, they're across, they're across from each other. That's kind of like me. I, uh, I have. Ditzengoff and Federal Donuts across the street. And then if you walk down the street, you have Goldie. That's all I have to say about that. Do you have any words? <laughs> we can't help it if you're not in a good food spot. And Penn is a good food spot. And Center City is a good. Uh, no, Ditzengoff. No, nothing for nothing. Ditzengoff's amazing. Their, their hummus is amazing. It uh, is. The line is out the door today. Yeah. And the line's. Uh, the, the one, one on Samson. The line for the one at Penn's probably going to be out the door. Um, this guy's amazing. I got nothing to say. It's really good. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Penn. Penn. You guys you guys did well. Good good on you. Uh the Hadley opens near the art museum. Now, I'm not even gonna say anything. You told me before, before we even sat down, you said this menu looks good. It really does. Tell tell the people about this comfort food restaurant near the art museum. First of all, uh, the first thing first thing you know you look at is your the appetizer. 24-hour French onion soup. 24 hours. Slowly caramelized onion with bone marrow crouton and Comte cheese. Did you see a picture of it, by the way? No. There's pictures of it. I, I just saw it, and I was like, I want this. Yeah, it's a good-looking picture. I want this French onion soup. So then I continue to go down the appetizers. Duet of prime rib tartare and Wagyu carpaccio. Mm-hmm. Herb-encrusted Wagyu beef. Prime tartare, and I don't eat quail egg yolk. That's all you. They could keep that, but if you like that, they put it up there. And I'm like, all right, I'm not mad at this. And then that 24 hour French onion soup, you can get it on a flatbread. Mm-hmm. What is that? I don't even know what that is. I don't care. I want it. And then you have like all these different flatbreads. There's a picante, which I thought of you. The spicy Italian sausage crumbles with pepperoni and ricotta. There's like six different flatbreads here, uh, including the French onion and that picante. So then you just keep working your way down. I didn't even bother with salads because I don't usually get salads when we go out to dinner. I'm not doing that. <laughs> There's also a whole vegan section, which you, know, you guys know. That's not me. 
So you get to this pasta area, and I'll let you take the pastas. So for the pasta, I didn't want to pick out everything, but one that stood, stood out to me was the toasted ricotta gnocchi with the cracked pepper, pepper and truffle cream. Right. That hit to me. But then the entrees, too. Atlantic halibut with Calabrian chili miso sauce. That king salmon. And they have a, a hanger steak with pickled mushrooms and chim- chimichurri. There's some good-looking stuff on this menu. We didn't king talk about salmon the... salmon got some truffle cream and some raw honey drizzle. Yeah, we didn't talk what about the, the Dungeness crab cake with jalapeno aioli and the shrimp and crab what? stack with avocado and bacon. I don't even know what a shrimp and crab stack is. On the appetizers menu with avocado they have and bacon. It on the, they have it on the entree. This menu, menu. crazy. Did you see the burger? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. This is a good looking menu. It's a good looking menu. This is a, re- a menu's uh, restaurant. It's open at the Park Town Place Residences, 2200 Ben Franklin Parkway. Seats 80, and they're currently Main serving dinner mac and cheese. daily. They will serve lunch and br- brunch in the coming months. Um, it's a good looking menu. It's a good looking restaurant. I saw pictures of it. Um, Hadley, it's called the Hadley. It's near the art museum. Check them out. If anybody goes to this or any other restaurant, as we always say, please let us know. Uh, John Appetit on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and at John um, John Appetit at Gmail dot com. Let us know if you check out this restaurant specifically or any restaurant. But this is a good looking restaurant. Um, we're gonna kind of kind of keep this near the top of the list um, coming up soon. Speaking of the top, you can go to the top of the Gallery Two Point the Fashion District. And check out the AMC Dine-In Theater. It is now open, ladies and gentlemen, the third floor of what we all know and love as the gallery at 11th and Market. We briefly talked about this on an earlier show. This is the one of those theaters where you can order food and get it delivered to you before the picture starts. So if you want to go and check out Terminator, I don't know, 7, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever, whatever one is out. <laughs> you, you check out, you get your ticket. You go into these heated reclining seats with the built-in sound transducers. Eh. Well, those are fire. Like we saw Avengers like that. Them joints is fire. Yeah, but I don't want a heated seat. You don't? No, stranger booty on the seat. Yeah, but your heated. booty is not your is not touching the seat. It basically is. No, you have your coat on and your pants on. Who wears their coat during the movie? You have a coat <laughs> and your pants on. You have your pants on. Your pants on, it's fine. It's all right. Well, you don't ride the train. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's what I'm saying. Anyhow, before you get to the heated reclining seats with the built-in sound transducers, you can go order your food before you enter the theater. And by before the trailers are over, you will have a hot meal or a cold meal, if you want, delivered to you. They have a very extensive menu, nachos and burgers and salads, flatbreads. They have bowls. They have entrees like chicken tenders and quesadillas. So... Whether you're young or old, they have the food for you. This is basically bar food, snack food, although they have some entrees. Does this intrigue you at all? Are you intrigued at all by this the, the whole um, eating eating while at a movie concept? No. You're not. And I won't because people are loud eaters. Do you hear how people go to town uh, on popcorn? That's a, good point. that's a good point. That's a good point. It, it, when you get next to a loud popcorn eater, you just pray for the bottom of that bag to come quickly. Yeah, that's a good point. And... If they're doing that with popcorn and nachos, I can only imagine what they'll do with other food. Yeah, that's a good point. Or with alcohol and food. No, I I don't look forward right. to this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If they sent, if they delivered this this to you before the trailers, and you gave people twenty minutes to eat, that'd be great. But if you're doing it like right before the movie starts, then like yeah. there's gonna be some carryover, and yeah. people are gonna be snacking on like 
crunching on this salad. I was like, yeah. fam. Like, I'm trying to see what happened to Hawkeye's family. Like, come on. Exactly. Like, eventually, like, the popcorn sounds you could kind of drown out. But if you have, like, a salad over yeah. here or, like, fries, smacking, lip. Uh, no, but know. they're not, like, super full theaters. They're like, there's not, like, 400 people in the theaters. It, do, it only takes But it only takes one people. or two. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, so. I'm not interested. Oh, yeah. Be out on this. <laughs> you were all amped up. I was. I was. Because I've heard had, about these. They've had places like this like yeah, all around. Nah, bruh. I'm out. All right, we're out. <laughs> we are in, however, on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It is now back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the four or five. Go to your local Popeye's. You might have stand in the line, but you can get the infamous chicken sandwich. It came back this past Sunday, National Sandwich Day, and it will be on the menu every day going forward. I know a lot of people didn't get it the first time it came around. It was uh, debuted in August. Um, they were supposed to have enough supply for two months, but all you savages went out there and bought them out, and they ran out in two weeks. Um, so I don't know how you run out of chicken, but apparently they ran out of chicken. But now it's back. Um, can I, I have two things on this. Yes. First thing, it's back for good people. You can if wait. If you just wait a couple of weeks. The hype will die down, and you can go and get it, just like you would go get tenders or wings. Like just let the hype die down. And number two, this is not restricted to one culture that's out here going crazy over these chicken sandwiches. So let's all be aware that everybody is flipping out on on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Everybody. So all those people who are thinking it's just one culture and being idiots about it, stop. You know who you are. Stop. Leave your cousins and your brothers alone. (laughs) It's not just them. Now, now, Chanel's correct. This is a very good chicken sandwich. However, it's a chicken sandwich. You can wait. You can wait. That's fine. Again, it's not going to go anywhere. No, it's not going anywhere. So, like, I, can... myself, uh-huh. have not gone to get one because I'm I going. know next month, the month after, when the hype dies down, it'll be there. When you go Black Friday shopping, guess what? Line won't be as long. Let me ask you a question. The hype will die down. Is there, is there, because we don't do a lot of fast food, but I was going to say, like, is there a fast food item that you would wait in line for but probably the answer probably no but no i told you when i went to chick-fil-a yeah i got out the car which is something that's like blasphemous apparently so can i just <laughs> no ahead. that's my sunday dinner okay i'll keep it keep it but um yeah there's nothing i'm standing in line for i'm sorry i'm just not doing yeah, it. I'm not standing in line we for stood in line for pinks sandwich. that one time that's probably the <laughs> but only that wasn't time. fast food but that's different that's like was a, that the only time we stood in line for food Pinks. I can't. I'm sure we've done it for something else. Although I can't. That think. wasn't like a food festival type deal where you have. To yeah, I don't count that. I'm trying to think. No, I don't count. I'm that. trying to think like touristy things because I mean we always do tour. You know, like yeah. you go to City X, you got to get Y or whatever. Yeah, I think Pinks was the only time we saw. It was such a major disappointment. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we really don't stand. Well, I mean, I'm not standing in line for food like that. I mean, like I guess we technically. Well, we didn't really stand in that. I think I subscribe to like the Texas Timmy stuff? Lee way mm-hmm. of life when it comes to stuff like that. I'm not waiting in line. Yeah, we really don't wait in lines. I don't think about it. I won't even wait in line at all. Oh, no. No, we did. Yeah. Where? Uh, Tacos number two. New York. Oh, and and again, it was disappointing to me. Yeah, it wasn't the best. The two times I've stood in line for food, it's been disappointing. Yeah. I don't stand in line at the store like Target. Have we stood in line for pizza? I'm trying to think. No, we never stood. I would never stand in line for pizza. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't stand in line at Target. If I go on Target, even if I fill up my basket, if I get to the register and they're full and some <laughs> checkout's full, I leave the basket. I walk away. Savage. I'm not doing it. Savage. I'm a savage. savage. I am a savage. 
I don't have the patience. If you going out there and had the Popeye chicken sandwich, let us know because there are reports that it's not it's not as good as it was before. Yes, I saw from a person that's on the news that I trust. You put it out there, Alex Holly, Fox twenty nine here in Philadelphia. I trust her. Said it wasn't. She as had good the original, OG. and then she had one today, and she said it tastes different. I'm gonna say right now, like those those original sandwiches, they were pretty big. I can't imagine these are the same size sandwiches. I haven't seen them because I haven't had one yet. Those those OG ones they were pretty big. Why and would you imagine that they're not the same? Because they're size. trying to meet demand. I think they're I think they're probably cutting corners. I'm ass, I'm assuming that Popeyes is making smaller chicken breasts is like cutting to them cut smaller. corners. Yeah, like giving you half of what they. Originally I won't say had. half, but I mean like I don't know. I because remember how big they were before? Like it was they were huge. They were big I, sandwiches. I need to see a picture. Most of that was breading. You realize? No, that. no, they were big. They were the sandwich they was were, thicker than than like a Chick Fil A sandwich. No, but it was about the same thickness as maybe a federal donut sandwich. Which you don't like. I, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of federal donuts. I guess I will. I will be the judge, jury, and executioner tomorrow. I will let you know. Yeah, you you do that, buddy. I'm, I'm curious, but yeah, you if you've gone to get Popeyes that. chicken sandwiches, let us know. Um, if you stood in the line, let us know because um, I'm very curious about that. Because um, unless you're buying like 20, <laughs> <laughs> although when you go to Popeyes, you got to wait all the time anyway. No, you don't. There will be a 15 minute wait for spicy, sir. You know how many times you, they you, tell me that all the get, time? You get hit with that? I get hit with that like 80% of the time. I think it's because of where we live. Because you're usually getting chicken tenders. 100%. Spicy ones. Cause if, but gotta. if you were getting spicy <laughs> like regular chicken pieces, it wouldn't be a wait. Yeah, probably not. It's the tenders. It's thing. the tenders. It's the tenders. All right. Anyhow, we're going to take a quick break. We're not talking chicken no more. We're going to talk well, seafood. Well, we will later. Well, I guess we will. I guess we will. We're talking seafood on the other side. We'll explain in segment number two. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. I'll keep this brief because this uh, interview is pretty long, but I think it's pretty entertaining. We had a chance to visit the Samuels and Son Seafood uh, distribution. What do you want to call it? Warehouse they're, distribution they're center? Fishmongers, they're fishmongers. They're fishmongers. Fish, yeah. um, they're fish, fish headquarters yeah. um, down in South Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure if we looked it up, we could get the proper name. Get the name. proper name. Um, it was the, one of the most unique experiences I've ever had in my life. It was kind of, it was cool. It was kind of wholesale restaurant. Wholesale supplier. restaurant supplier. It's kind of cool. Fish. To see how, you know, in other terms, how the sausage is made, if you will. But to kind of go behind the scenes of a fishmonger and understand how that works. So we'll talk about it more on the other side. But again, we have a pretty good interview with Bill Bradford. He is uh, the marketing uh, manager, marketing coordinator down there at Samuels and Son. So check out our interview again for from Samuels and Son Seafood. We have a special guest on this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Joining Chanel and I is Bill Bradford from Samuels and Son Seafood. Bill, how's it going? It's going very well. This is exciting, man. It's exciting to be on a podcast with us. I don't know about that. I, I definitely think so. <laughs> you guys rock. No, no. We are live here doing the show actually from Samuels and Son Seafood. Um, they were gracious enough to give us a tour of their facility, which we'll talk about uh, later in the show. But uh we have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of seafood because um, our eyes were open. Because um, I guess about forty-five minutes ago, I had no idea what to expect walking in, 
And now I think we can say that uh, this is a. <laughs> this this is, has been awesome. Yeah, this awesome. has been very this cool. Is, uh, really fascinating. Uh, for those of you who listen to the show, you know I love seafood. I grew up eating seafood. I'm from Connecticut, and that's what I know. And this has been an eye-opening and great experience for me. So thank you very much, Bill. Oh, you're welcome. We're just very happy you guys were able to come down and check us out. You so know, let, yeah, so let me talk about uh, Samuels and Son. Like, how, like, I know. Wait, wait. Oh, Before we get started, yeah, sure. can Bill just tell our listeners what we're eating? Because we're eating some really A fantastic fine food. here. <laughs> I would love to. So we're having sort of, you know, our corporate chef and call made us a Jail Island Canadian Salmon poke sort of a kimchi slash poke thing now jail island salmon is it's like i said it's a canadian salmon aquaculture raised it's a uh, four stars from uh, best aquaculture practices so that means that they go through a lot of rigorous um you know audits and testing to make sure they're raising in the best way possible uh, it's exclusively sold in america by samuels and sons seafood okay it's like i said it's a it's just a very sashimi quality very buttery flavor um and actually with this fish that you're eating every pound that we sell here at Samuels, uh, we are donating a portion of the proceeds to the Bay of Fundy uh, Recovery Project, which actually <laughs> this project brings in wild, you know, I guess young wild Atlantic salmon, which their stocks are not healthy. They bring them into these pens and they raise them to be healthy and uh, independent before releasing them in the wild, so they can uh, breed and you know increase stocks. So it's great for it's great for fish. It's great for the environment. And then we also have – you have to have shrimp. Got to have shrimp. Got to have shrimp. My dad said he doesn't trust anybody that doesn't like shrimp. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> That's a good rule. That's a good rule. <laughs> but this is oishi shrimp. This is – oishi means delicious in Japanese. And I think the – along with the bright color and the and the, the robust flavor of it, it's very special because these shrimp are processed within four hours of being harvested. So, I mean, what's that mean? But a lot of shrimp, you know, they're harvested and they're hours away from where they're processed. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the the perfect care isn't put into them to the point where they may be sitting around, uh, you know, in maybe some water before they're processed. These are not. These oishis are just unreal. It took years of, you know, scientific work and and studying and finally figuring out how to get such a – to get these processed mm-hmm. within such a short period of harvesting. And they did it, and it makes a difference. Uh, once again, they have some of the uh, best aquaculture practices, bells and whistles, that you know just really proves that how responsibly they're raised. So, And they taste great. So. Yeah, yes, ab- absolutely, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, so these are just two of the uh, amazing products they have here at uh, Samuels and Sun Seafood. And we apologize in advance if you hear some of us snacking in the background. I mean, there's, there's some shrimp here that we have to take care of uh, before we leave the day today. So... So definitely, um, just we're going to talk about those. But we, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about you, and I want to talk about this beautiful facility you have here at Samuels and Sons. Now I know it's been through a couple of different iterations at Polito Seafood and things like that. But as far as a wholesale operation now, how long has this operation been in um, in existence? Well, Ippolito started in 1929, really. Mm-hmm. And it goes even further back into the late 1800s before wow. that started, uh, coming from all the way from Sicily. But then in, uh, you know, after some you know successful years at Ippolito's as a retail shop in South Philadelphia, uh, Sam D'Angelo, the owner, began doing wholesale, I think it was 1989. And he was across the street from where we are now, mm-hmm. where they used to have, you know, it was the fish market, you know, the Philadelphia fish market. And you know there were different stalls for each purveyor, and you know did not <laughs> did not look like this <laughs> facility. I wish I would have gotten to work there because I heard about just like how 
you know, grimy and everything it was. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we started there in 1989. And then just about 10 years ago, uh, almost to the month, we, we moved. We had this facility built. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we, were, we were growing, and uh, Philadelphia food scene was growing, too, at that time. So there's there a little bit of timing there. So we moved in this building about 10 years ago. And, you know, I appreciate you saying it's state-of-the-art. It, it truly is. You know, it's, it's a fully functional, like, processing facility. We, we cut fish here. Uh, we bring it in from every uh, part of the world, mm-hmm. uh, from New Jersey to Japan. Mm-hmm. And it comes through here, and we, we process orders uh, all day and all night. So, and now we're growing. You know, we service a lot of the East Coast from New York to Virginia and even have um, some operations in Orlando, Pittsburgh, and Vegas. Wow. So, wow. so you, you said you weren't there for the grimy parts, but – but you're here now, and I so, am. We, so we want to talk about what you do now. What is your role here at, at Samuels? I'm in the marketing department. I'm the communications marketing manager. Okay. So you know, with along with promoting and you know the the, the fun stuff that marketing gets to do and discuss and you know educate about the products we have. Just a lot of communications, uh, like podcasts. There you go. Uh, but there's you know seafood's very difficult in far as as far as like market trends go and. And availability, you know, it's hard to keep on top because it's a global thing. You have, like I was saying to you earlier, Roy, like crab meat, you know, you have tariffs. So you have to communicate what's available and what's not and why prices are going, you know, through the roof if they are. Or, you know, what's what's being caught now off New Jersey, you know. Well, right now it's, you know, lots of golden tile fish, you know, mm-hmm. off this boat from Viking Village. So it's just a lot of communicating and, and promoting. And education's huge in seafood. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's it's – thousands of feet under the sea it's hard to know what's going on you know right. it's, it's not a no offense to strawberry farmers but you know it is in front of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so education is just a big one yeah definitely um so again we were kind of i was amazed i can't speak for chanel but i was kind of amazed that we were you know going through i was the, amazed well, well i don't know you don't, i didn't explain what i'm talking about i was amazed by the fact that when you know we were going through the different rows in the in the warehouse you know there's you know product from senegal and there's product from yeah. hawaii and there's product from all all over now is most of your product Kind of local because you're here, or is most of your or does most of your product come from other countries or the West Coast or like that? I get to say most of it. I guess most of it isn't poundage wise. Might not be local because we have a shrimp is is a, a big one for us, of course. So okay. that's from you know all over the the globe and you know tuna as well. But we do fresh fish wise. We have a lot of local fish. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. we, we source locally just every single day. From you know New Jersey, Rhode Island's a big one. Massachusetts, you know, um, we get tons of fish from you know like the Delaware Bay oysters alone. You oh, know, okay. Oysters, clams, uh, black sea bass, and during times of the year, you know, right now we're bringing in a lot of local tuna. I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, we we try to get local whenever it's available, and, and we do a very good job with that. Every day we are bringing in local fish here. Mm-hmm. We have close ties. You know, one thing, you know, Sam's been doing this for a long time, so he's he he's been doing this. Since the beginning, he's been local since the beginning, right. and every day of the year, 365 days a year, we are local. So, but of course, we want to provide chefs everything that they their heart can conjure up. You know, if they <laughs> if they want an opa from Hawaii, right. you know, we'll get it for them. If they want, you know, Madai snapper, a lot of them do want Madai snapper from Japan. Mm-hmm. We got it. So you have a you know your your local focus, but you also deal deal a lot with local chefs, as you mentioned before. A lot of your chefs did, from here, like a lot of the product that comes out of here goes to local chefs. Um, you mentioned to me before that a lot of the restaurants that we talk about on the show are some of your customers here. Oh, um, yeah. Are there a couple, any, that kind of stand out? I'm not sure. If, you guys love Vernick. We love Vernick, oh, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Say no more. 
Any other any other uh, restaurants? That, yeah, uh, yeah. Local restaurants we, or, you said uh, monks. You talked about before monks. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, we read. Cafe. We passed the muscles. So you have to talk about monks. Yeah, uh, we we do love Vernick. Um, you know, Michael and everyone at Zahav. We're a big fan okay. of. Uh, we just did a podcast actually uh, recently with. Um, oh, Jesus. But we've done with uh, even down in like DC. I'm thinking of somebody, District Fishwife. Uh, she's really cool. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her. No. Um, Fiona from District Fishwife. Uh, we also have, you know, a Double Knot. Is a, is, actually, I just bring that. That comes to mind because I got to eat there not too long ago. Uh, but we Love do everybody. There's knot. even like <laughs> even like retailers. You know, McCaffrey's. Uh, we do McCaffrey's, um, and then just everything in between there's some people that don't even do too much fish uh biology is another oh, okay you know, yeah yeah account that we really there today like. for lunch. oh wow, all right <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people that have been doing business with us for a very long time yeah. um jewels at market is what i was thinking of that's we, we just went there in um you know down to bristol we did one for her she's awesome you know she's she does sustainability and traceability and everything the right way so uh just so many to name but um you know from new jersey to you know the pub I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just passed that going uh, to my wife's family's house the other day. So, so pretty much, pretty much everybody, like you said, if somebody sells seafood around here, this probably comes from Samuel's, and it's good. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, so <laughs> let's go, let's kind of walk through the whole warehouse thing because again, my mind's okay. blown by the whole warehouse. So, this is a, I, I can't put into words how massive, how impressive mm-hmm. this this facility this is. Uh, is warehouse. You want to talk about it? You can you can go ahead and talk about it. I don't wanna, Thanks for I'll putting me on the spot. No, you're not icing me out. You're good. You have a flow going. I'm I'm impressed by the freezer. <laughs> the freezer. The freezer. The like, temperature or how much is it? Well, like yeah, how it's m- the coldest freezer ever. It's the coldest <laughs> freezer ever. But how much stuff was like. In the freezer, the freezer alone is how big is that? Do you know? Like, I'm not sure exactly how big it is. Uh, we do have, I mean, it's at least at least four layers of you know um, racks that go real high the up. Floor is uh, amazing. But we do a lot of rotation, so it's hard to say how much goes right. you know in and out. Um, I mean, you saw how big it was. Yeah. I, I wish I could get the number for yeah, you, it's but like it's tons. Map. It's it's all the shrimp. I mean, imagine. You know, when you have a, you know, a distributor that sells to, you know, many different, you know, customers, imagine how much shrimp that goes through. And yeah. the different sizes, there's P&D, and, you know, then there's, you know, um, you know, maybe there's some head-on prawns, and there's octopus. You know, is it two to four-pound octopus or eight-pound and up <laughs> octopus? Then we had french fries in there, you know. <laughs> so there's just a lot in there. The freezer is very large, but, uh, you know, we have, we have very talented and very dedicated people that work in there getting the orders out every yeah. night. So uh, I, I have to give props to them while talking about the freezer. Okay. Yeah, no, and, and I'm sure that it's not the freezer. We're not just talking about that, but like the fresh fish style, which is amazing. Let's just talk in general, like in terms of like a turnaround, because there's, I can't put a number on it, but I guess hundreds of thousands of pounds of fish that come through every month or something like that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair to say. say. I guess for an average, and I'm sure it probably depends on whether it's salmon or different types of fish, but on average, what's the turnaround between the time that you guys get it to the time that it goes out? to a local restaurant it's very quick you know it is very quick we 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 bring in fresh deliveries every single day of the week Mm -hmm. Uh, it goes comes into our receiving area and it gets checked there and then if it if it's getting processed it gets checked checked again and before it goes on the truck it gets checked again so it's a three-point checking process and we rotate everything heavily we have station workers and very skilled operation workers that are basically their job is like 
they're just customized to, to be checking out this fish, making sure the quality is always on point, and that it's rotated, of course. And then our purchasing staff, you know, we have a team of you know 10 to 12 purchasing staff members mm-hmm. who have an eye on it, very hands-on every day. I mean, these are really smart guys that are downstairs in the warehouse every day, keeping their hands on the fish and keeping their eyes on it, making sure it's, you know, it's always fresh and it's being rotated. Uh, having said that, they have to walk a fine line sometimes. You know, they have to bring in enough fish mm-hmm. to supply a busy Thursday night slash Friday morning, but, you know, it can't be too much to the point where, right. you know, it gets, you know, held up. And we just do a fantastic job. So turnaround is, is very quick here. And so when it comes to supplying the fish, is it more so based on what customers ask you for, or is it more so based on what's available, like, in the market? From That's the a suppliers? really good question. Some things you just bring in. Salmon, you just have you're going to need it, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we do the special orders. Like, we order from the Japanese market. Uh, that, you know, obviously that's something you kind of need a little bit of heads up on. You can't just bring in a bunch of fish from Japan and hope that it gets sold, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. if it's, like, an unknown fish. So we do a little bit of both. We have the stuff that we just bring in. Crab meat, salmon, got to have it. We bring it in, uh, you know, but if we, if there's, you know, we have some kind of, you know, Sawagawi crab, you know, which is like a live crab that comes from Japan, kind of need a heads up and yeah. a special order for that, you yeah. know. So it's a little bit of both. Are you talking? Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> I have a question. Oh, there you go. So, um, this, I'm gonna ask <laughs> uh, so uh, going off of that, if you guys find something that's like really exotic or something something you would be interested in bringing in or a salesperson, do you know like do they have a list of chefs that they would contact and say I think you'd be interested in this or how yeah, does that work? Well, you guys are the good questions. <laughs> I there's actually an example of that. We have this uh, giant. We have these called prime steaks, and what a prime steak is, it's it comes from. Like the what is the mantle of a giant squid? Now these Humboldt squid are six feet long. Hmm. Not something you want to like <laughs> run into yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. off the coast of California. But uh, they're they are caught off the the Pacific, you know, caught off in the Pacific Ocean. A lot of times in South America, but they're six feet long squid, and they're actually stocks are pretty healthy. So we're, they're starting to be utilized uh, by more and more um, you know people around the world, really. And we started bringing them in, and we it, when you get it, when you order it, it comes in. I call it a car hood for, for people, but it's it's almost like a two by two fillet of squid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big wow. fillet of squid. Yeah. But the great thing is you can cut it down into like little steak sizes. You can make pasta with it. Really? Yeah, we've we even tried making pasta in here. It was really good. Um, you, obviously, it's good for salads and everything. But it's a weird one. That's mm-hmm. that's a yeah. unique item. Yeah. It's not on everyone's menu. And our sales staff are great at. You know, this would be oh, this would be good for you know so and so, or uh, th- he would like this. Oh, he was asking about something different. Let me, what can I get him? So that's an item that you know we brought on, little unsure of what it could do because it's so unique. Mm-hmm. And actually, it did catch on. Now, yeah, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. But yeah. this one did. So they are able to like kind of pinpoint you know who's maybe more daring or who has this type of cuisine and kind of you know target that person and make sure they get. I, I I consider it an opportunity, you know. It's, yeah. right. it's, it's like let them know about this weird, unique thing that you c- may not be able to get anywhere else. You know, you don't want to miss the boat. So um, yeah, we we're very good at doing that. You know, make sure people get something unique if it is out there. And you talked about your buyers. You have ten to twelve buyers. You said who kind of go through and check for quality. 
Uh, what types of things do you look for? Or do they look for in terms of suppliers? Like, do you look for certain things? I know you mentioned sustainability when we were back in the, the warehouse. Are there certain things that they look for in terms of, of the stuff they bring in? Yeah, you, you have to. A lot of the people we do business with, we we've had relationships for a long time. If it's somebody new, you know, we always meet with them. I mean, we're very you know accommodating. <laughs> we always meet with you know a supplier, speak with them over the phone. You know, you have to get a a test shipment in. You know, you have to you have to bring something in as a sample. Uh, Sam, you know, the owner is very hands on. He'll look at it. He's very open minded. He loves new things. Uh, he likes trying new things. He, he likes quality, quality, quality. Uh, so you have to bring in a sample, you know, and then you know, maybe you try it out a little bit. You, you test the market, see what it, it can do, if it's reliable or not, um, it's consistent or not. And, I mean, there's also just in seafood or, you know, importing or anything, there's a lot of paperwork mm -hmm. involved anyway. So if you don't have the paperwork, <laughs> something's wrong already. So. Right, right. So we're doing this now. It's uh, middle of October, late October, I guess I should say. So I, I know seafood's kind of seasonal. Um, and, you know, we have our, our seasonal favorite, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But when it comes to seasons and seafood, are there certain seasons where the demand is higher than others? Or are there certain times of the right. year where you guys are more busy than, than perhaps not? Roy, October is National Seafood Month. Oh, there you go. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm letting the cat out of the bag. But, you know, that's because, you know, October is a good time to kind of bring – you know more awareness to seafood because it's not like the booming summer mm -hmm. like our, our shore accounts are going you know our shore accounts are booming during the summer months and we're all very busy here christmas is i was going to call it a carnival in jest but we actually have a tent out front where we are selling seafood so oh, wow. um <laughs> so really yeah like the holidays are real big three-day weekends even are, are big oh, okay. summer's a big time as well so um I'd say summer and holidays are really the the, the big ones. The, the peak seasons. Well, yeah. yeah. So this is October. We like October because that's when stone crab season is back. Yeah. Just started. She's a huge stone crab <laughs> fan. Um, but it's only available for half the year for those of you who don't know. Um, is there any well, – uh, is that your favorite thing or the Kumamoto oysters? I don't want to put you out there. Uh, I would have to say stone crabs first. All right, stone crabs number one. Oh. What's your favorite seafood? Let me ask you. What's your favorite product that kind of comes through these doors? Well, it's, it's funny. Like my – after all the fish I've seen, I th really still believe that a nice head-on, beautiful dayboat cod is is something that just has always brought my attention to them. And they they come in they're real like golden colored, they clear eyes. And cod has so much history behind it. Uh, part of our you know our country is partly founded on you know cod and bringing it over from overseas, and, you know, whether it be bakla and all that to eat. I, I I'm old school. My dad taught me. I, I love raw clams. I love you know, I, I love raw clams. Raw clams, not, not, not fried or anything. Or? Oh, I mean, anyway. But okay. raw clams are my favorite. And honestly, me and my wife brought home Jail Island. We, she's like, I, I want a I want a sushi night. I'm like, all right. And I brought home the Jail Island. It just I, I, you know, I, I take the skin out there. I cut it up, and I think you know a real nice uh, raw salmon is just a, you know, it's obviously it's very common, so it's not like a secret or anything, but right. just delicious. So, so working here, you don't get tired of seafood. No, because I, mean, no. I, I saw you in there, you know, working the, the different boxes and pulling out different fish. You don't get tired when you go home. You eat seafood, like it's. I <laughs> I applied to Samuel's about seven and a half years ago because I had a, already a passion in, in seafood. I mean, most of that just comes from me being a little kid and loving the ocean. Uh, but you know, I, I used to go fishing as a kid, and I've always I always ate a lot of seafood. So coming here was just you know it was just perfect. Mm -hmm. So it. 
And if it didn't, if I didn't get tired of it yet, I'm pretty safe now. <laughs> you're, you're pretty, you're pretty indoctrinated yep. to, to this point. <laughs> so here at Sandwich, you, you guys sell more than seafood. You guys, you took us, you know, through a tour, and then you showed us the mushrooms and and um, the other products. What, other, what else do you sell here besides just seafood? Well, we are seafood seafood centric. That that'll always be our concentration. You know, that's what we love and that's what we do. Perfect. But we also, you know, there's there's chefs. Our chefs are so creative. And so imaginative, and we wanted to provide other things here that they might need for seafood. Okay. You know, so if you if you have tons of sushi, you know, quality fish and, and products, you know, you might want soy sauce or um, you know wasabi powder. We even have wasabi root here. Okay. Uh, then then also we exotic produce, which I think is so cool. You know, right now we have West Coast matsutake mushrooms, which people love. Black trumpet mushrooms. And we even ventured in the meat. We had this Kurabuda pork. He was actually on our podcast. Mm -hmm. We had one of the, the sales guys for the Kurabuda pork. And, you know, the reason we started selling that is simply because we stood, we stand behind the farm. You know, we, we tasted it when, when we first started bringing it in. And we learned about, like, their practice, their farming practices. It's actually a co-op. And the quality was outstanding. So we just started bringing it in, and it's mm -hmm. gotten good reception. Um, Wagyu beef is another one. Oh yeah, we you have so beef Wagyu. Well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Border Springs Farm lamb is another one. We have we bring in the Virginia lamb uh, fresh, which is just outstanding. Yeah. So yeah, we try to if we get behind something, uh, we really get behind it. You know, if we bring something in that we believe in, we will we'll, we'll provide it for our customers. And when you provide for your customers now, you guys just don't sell whole fish or whole lamb or whatever. Like you guys will actually do the portioning out as well, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. a lot of chefs now. Chefs have, a, I, I believe, maybe it harder than ever. You know, their demands are so high, it's so competitive. Uh, so we, you, we provide filleting mm -hmm. and portioning, like you said. We even do some shucking. Uh, just to, what I could give like, a heads up to chefs would really help us, us out here at Samuels. Always give your sales rep a good heads up on shucking <laughs> and fillet orders. If you have a big fillet order, do us a favor and give us a huge heads up. Um, but seriously, we yeah. even like even the especially cuts like if we have bronzino you know you could do more than just a whole fish or a flay we do sicilian cut mm -hmm. pocketbook cut uh, monkfish asabuco you know it's got like the bone sticking out so oh wow know, we, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll help you out whatever you need so you again you took us through the plant we saw some of the people kind of doing the cuts on the various fish what happens to the, all the waste what happens to everything else that you know the stuff that you don't sell i take it home no. <laughs> <laughs> a nice fish stock you know uh we be, well because we our, our buyers are so dedicated all the time. We have we don't have too much waste at all. But actually, um, you know, it's called gurry. That that's like the term for it. And we, we outsource it. I mean, I don't know if outsourcing is a word, but yeah. we even get it out to you know some pet food suppliers. You know, um, so the little waste we do have, you know, we do make use of by you know getting out to you know something that can be used like that. So I believe pet food is is one of them. Yeah, I was thinking I can I can think of who would, but yeah, I guess pet food. Because I know, because we we've gone to a couple of distilleries and like they'll take the grains and give them to a farmer and the oh, cows really? will eat it and yeah. then and yeah, then it kind of it's a whole circle of life kind of thing. So so I just didn't know what would happen to like old fish bones, like or well, like, I mean fish bones. Them. I mean <laughs> that's one of the things we, we you know we actually like can sell. You know, it's called yeah, like true. you know fish bones and uh, fish trim. So if you're cutting like portions, you know portions are perfect. You know squares or right. maybe a triangle cut and. Uh, you know, with the little pieces that are kind of not desirable looking, you know, they might be long or whatever, that's called trim. And okay. 
I do bring that. Home, you know? <laughs> but we sell trim. I mean, it's yeah. a fresh yeah. salmon trim. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. Right. It's just it doesn't look like a whole fillet. Right. So you know, you can't like put it literally on a plate, but you can make. I don't know tacos out of it or soups, so right. that's a big part. So there are little fringe benefits to working here. When you there are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an, it's an exciting place. I mean, really, you know, we get to taste a lot of the the great stuff that we bring in. You know, our our suppliers, you know, come in and educate us on what they're supplying, and and we get to taste it, and you know what's going on. And being able to work with the family so closely is a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, we are a very we're still a complete family company. Okay. You know, and Everyone still lives here in South Philly, and, and they're here every single day. Believe me, they're here every day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice working with them, and they have their hands on everything. And, you know, if you want to talk to Sam about something, you know, you talk to him, and it's really mm-hmm. cool. No, that's, that's, that's very cool. Now, you're, you said you're in the marketing side of things. You're not on the floor a lot, but you are on the floor sometimes. But you do the marketing thing, and now you have your own podcast, uh, Monger. Um, yes. Samuel So talk about that a little bit. Like, how did that kind of get started? Monger is something that, you know, we've been talking about for a little while. Uh, Anthony D'Angelo, Sam's oldest son, a uh, big podcast fan, and, you know, he, he wanted to, to get it done. He finally wanted to get it done, so, uh, you know, he started kind of helping. Well, I started helping him put it together, I guess, last winter, and then we debuted it at the Boston Seafood Show in Boston in the middle of our giant booth. So here oh, we wow. are in the middle of our booth doing a podcast for the first time, and bringing every person that came to our booth in on the show. So yeah. I get done like something like this, and like, okay, I got to get going. All right, well, thanks for be- coming by. Oh, come on over here, John. You know, th- so it was one after another, and it worked out well. Mm-hmm. It was hard in Boston. <laughs> I can imagine. Goodness. <laughs> uh, because before I, before I went to the podcast, I had to set up the fish displays. And when you get done the podcast, I had to break down the fish displays. Yeah. But uh, it worked out really well, and now we just continued it when we got home. So – once a week, you know, we, we release something, you know, on our podcast monger, and it's it could be chefs, it could be sustainability, um, you know, organizations, it could be wild fishermen. You know, we've had fishermen on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, our suppliers, you know, the, the the both people, the both the suppliers of what we're eating now, the Oishi shrimp uh, supplier and the Jail Island supplier, they were on there talking about like great things, like the misconceptions of you know farm-raised salmon or mm-hmm. shrimp, mm-hmm. you know. And we also get people from Samuels. If you want to hear about what it's like to work at Samuels, yeah. you know, tune in and you'll hear about it. It's really cool. Yeah, no, I listened to a couple episodes. I didn't know if you had a chance to yeah, today. Yeah, I listened to a couple. Yeah, and yeah. I told her about the the one with the kids, kitchen council. I listened to that Yeah, that's one. everyone's yeah, favorite. That's I mean, I, this is the, apparently when you get a mafia show. member, you get ratings. <laughs> it's, an amazing, it's an amazing episode. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. Well, he's a great guy. I mean, yeah. a very good customer, yeah. uh, you know, a good cook and – a very cool guy, so we love you, Angelo. <laughs> uh, you guys also have a YouTube page as well. I looked at a couple of videos on there as well. Yes, that's um, you know you were at the Pike's Place Market in Seattle. That, uh, that's I on was, our bucket list. That technically wasn't a Samuel's job. I was I went to a wedding. Oh, okay. That I was uh, actually in the wedding, and I was like, we got to go to. Pike. I mean, have to go. Yeah. And um, my wife, well, my you know she was my girlfriend at the time. She filmed it, and it, okay. we we hooked up with the guy that was actually on Instagram. He worked there at the time. Said we'd love to come by, do something you know, kind of silly, and he let me go back there and and catch a fish. I don't know how I caught the fish, <laughs> uh, and that was really cool. So I'm glad you got to see that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Was that the most fun you had doing those videos? Because I know you want to you want to scallop boat the one time, and then... scallop boat was obviously like like for me groundbreaking. But you know, I think that was my favorite okay. the Pike's place one. I think I had the most fun there. Yeah, no, that was that was a pretty cool. Yeah, check out the, their YouTube page as well, Samuels and Son, and check out Monger um, for the podcast side. 
Um, we talked a lot about the you know the whole wholesaling chef kind of side of it, but there's a retail portion of this Absolutely. operation as well. So so people like me can come in and buy some of the stuff. Like that's like I can. If I don't see you down here soon, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can come down. Uh, it's called Giuseppe's Market. Okay. There's a, actually a like a membership program now, okay. and it, it, it's amazing. It, it's called the Seven Fish Club, and you can come down here and get like industry pricing. Okay, um, you get our like our Fishtails magazine. Uh, you get the if you do the uh, the black level, which is like the highest, you get a tour of the facility and, and a, sh- a dinner made by our chef oh, wow. uh, Anne here. So that's a, that's a good way to get the best pricing. You know, it really it, it pays for itself. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you can come down here anytime, you know, because retail is what really made the business. You know, mm-hmm. Ippolito's is uh, being renovated right now, and, I'm, you know, it's going to be a, a great new concept once it comes out. Yeah. But in the meantime, yeah, come down to Samuels, 3400 uh, South Lawrence Street, right by the stadiums. You know, if you're going to go – before a Flyers game or something, uh, <laughs> but we have everything. I mean, you can yeah. you know, you ask Brian here at the front; he'll uh, you know he can get you know if you something as simple as you know a, a salmon fillet, or if you wanted something you know crazy, you know number one tuna, yeah. go for it. Because I, I know when we walked through and saw the Kumamoto's, I know I know Chanel's going to ask me <laughs> to pick up some Kumamoto's one day, and I just wanted to make sure I can come down here. And we do that. we have Kumamoto's, of course. <laughs> it's a very uh, very delicious species of oyster. So, uh, Bill, just one last thing before we wrap up. Is there anything you want to kind of tell anybody listening about Samuels and Sons and why they should kind of choose you as, as their supplier? Well, I mean, just I, I would have to say that uh, seafood is more exciting than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it truly is. that they're, With aquaculture being just about 65% of what we provide now, and most of it is aquaculture at this point, the, the advances being made in aquaculture for the options you have, the sustainability uh, you know achievements that they've made. Like I said, this Jail Island—they're benefiting wild stocks. You know, and it's an aquaculture fish. So I would just say you know, try lots of different seafood. That's my biggest advice because you know the more you spread out, if you're not only—if people aren't only eating tuna mm-hmm. or they're not only eating cod, you know, you, you try things like porgies. Porgies are so awesome. I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> uh, porgies or, or bluefish or you know, Hawaiian kampachi. That's, a, that's an aquaculture fish in Hawaii. Spread your wings and try different things. Most of the stuff you'll probably like. If you don't like it, there's definitely more to do. And, for instance, like Vernick. Like he's a guy that – porgies are on his menu, by the way, at Vernick Fish. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can find these chefs that are experimenting more and more just like we are at Samuels and – you know, broaden your horizons and just embrace seafood because it's, it's more exciting than ever. It's it's pretty cool. And, and we do it great here. You know, honestly, I, I do work here, yeah, but, you know, we're, we we put so much care into quality. The customer service is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll get what you want when you come here. So we just – we really appreciate all of our customers too. Sam has been doing business with a lot of them for so long, and we work very closely with them. So – it's just uh, it's great to see, especially you guys are a Philly podcast, so mm-hmm. to be part of like this scene with such talented chefs and such you know cool people, uh, you know the the men and women in this industry are phenomenal. So thank you very much for all of them out there. You know? <laughs> no, thank you for joining us on, on this you. episode. This was, this was oh, very very awesome. Me. So again, talking to Bill Bradford from uh, Samuels and Son Seafood. Um, again, check them out. Thirty four hundred South Lawrence Street. Uh, South yeah, South Lawrence Street. Philadelphia PA 19148. Uh, what's your socials? What's your uh, at, uh, at Samuels and Sons on Twitter? Yeah, on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it's at Samuel Seafood. So okay. we shortened it a little bit, just at Samuel Seafood. And, um, you know, listen to Monger. Like I said, it's it's a really cool podcast. It's it's diverse. 
uh, you know, I don't talk this much. I do more <laughs> interviewing, so it'll be good. Cool, and we'll be on an episode of Monger as well, so definitely check that out. Again, Bill, thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, guys. All right, that was our interview from our trip to Samuel's and Son Seafood. Um, that that was really cool. <laughs> like, it was super cool. I didn't know what to expect because it's like, all right, well. I had an was... idea in my head because I just thought about all the videos that we watched about, like, um, fish markets and fish. Th- but it still was way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Was the, it yeah. was the – There was way more stuff there than I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like – in my mind, I had a visual of what I thought. What I thought was, you know, that first room we went into, the smaller room. The smaller room. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> okay. But then it ended up being like a hundred times that, and I was just like, "Oh my!" Yeah. Goodness. So when we first walk in, like, you know, you're not talking about like the where we met them. You're talking about that first, the, that first little room where we put the where we put the coats. Not that we put like, the coats where, on. There were boxes. Of the boxes, little, the little boxes of yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we went in this room, and like, there's just a bunch of boxes with fish and ice in it, or whatever, like that. And this is, you know, hey, this is flounder, and this is this, and this is that, and you're like. Okay, this is cool. Whatever, you know, whatever like that. But we were like, nah, fam. Like, but then it's like, oh, you have to put on your safety stuff, and it's like, huh? It's like safety stuff. Yeah, because they give you jackets, and they give you like the like the safety coat, and they give you like this big overcoat. Because again, like you can't just be like just rolling up. Well, first of all, it's freezing <laughs> in these things. Yeah. But again, it's a but safe, safety. It's yeah. food. It's food you have to safety be very thing. Safe you got to wear gloves. Yeah. You got to wear booties on your feet. So you go in this. You go into one of the massive rooms at at this distribution center. And just see just like rows and rows and stacks and stacks of basically it seems like it was probably literally hundreds of different species of fish and seafood and all sorts of stuff. And it was just like it was amazing to see and everything is tagged. Everything is like, you know, this came in this day and this came from this supplier and it's at this temperature and. You know, we've had it for this number of days and it needs to go here. And like, it's a, it's an operation. There's like scallop and oysters and mussels and right. lobsters, like yeah. everywhere. And these scallops awesome. go to the Four Seasons and these scallops go to Rittenhouse, whatever. <laughs> and these scallops go here and they want this much. And then they cut this filet off of this. The like cutting, this. There's like a whole cutting room. And this is how you know when to, how to grade tuna and just like, just the amount of information and knowledge that goes into working at that place and running that place is just, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's a, the, the people who work there, again, it's one of those things you never think about, but when you see kind of what goes into that, you're like, all right, this is a skill. Like, this is a talent. Like, this is, you know, and, and we were we were fortunate enough to be, uh, be we walked around uh, by a guy like Bill, who just, just basically, like, everything he, everything he walked past, he picked up, he knew exactly what it was and where it came from yeah, and all that knowledge. stuff. You I'm think like marketing, he's in marketing, whatever. But, uh, uh, and he, he said this, like, he worked in other areas. Right, like, he goes to the floor. People who work for Samuels and Son, they come up through the ranks in there. They right. learn different parts of the business. So that's very cool. Yeah, so we thought it was kind of cool uh, to, to share that with you guys because, again, we always talk about, you know, what we see, kind of, you know, what we see what comes to the plate, you know, like in the restaurant. Uh, or, when it's cooked yeah. and how it tastes and da 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 But never... It's our first time to just go to the source of where it comes from. Yeah, so, so see where stuff cool. comes from. So we'll try to do more of that kind of stuff. Like maybe we'll like check out a farm or something yeah. and kind of get, get more of that, uh, like a butchery or something, uh, to kind of check out the source of these things. Because it's yeah. really interesting. Kind of We've done the about. alcohols before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll, we will continue to yeah. do that. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a very cool. So thank you to the team at Samuels Thank and you Son. very much. And, again, as Chanel mentioned before, they are a retail operation as well. So if you want to go down there, 
If you want to get your, um, what's your oysters? What are your favorite oysters again? Kumamoto. Your Kumamoto oysters. If you want to get your, your U12 shrimp, U10 shrimp, you can go down there, Samuels and Son. Uh, again, it's down near the uh, down near the stadiums in South Philadelphia. Very cool place. We're going to probably partner up with them and do some more stuff with them in the future. So definitely keep a lock there. And cross our fingers, everybody. They may bring back the crispy fish, Jones. If they do, man, we might need to go down there for a taste test. There's no might. might we'll probably be visiting again during the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. If they bring back yeah. the crispy fish, Jones, we might have to have a, a party down there. We might have to invite you guys <laughs> down there. Crispy fish, Jones, on us. Yes, we might have to buy you guys some crispy. Buying fish out Jones. the bar, <laughs> putting down the putting down the uh, the, the 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 black card. I don't really have a black no, card. Putting no. down the magnesis. Put the magnesis on the table, like Billy McFarlane. Oh, okay. Put the magnesis <laughs> down, is like that what you oh, have, oh, you guys on a crispy fish, John? Ninety nine cents. What do they call on the Facebook? Uh, Ninety nine cents. <laughs> uh, What's uh, that? The Facebook uh, li- Libra, Libra, Facebook. <laughs> putting down those Facebook bitcoins. Me and Billy McFarlane putting the magnesis cards down there, buying the bar out the uh, the crispy fish, John's Ninety nine cent. You heard about us. Anyhow, so yeah, so Samuel's son, check them out. Uh, we will be on an interview, uh, an episode of their podcast. Coming up in a couple of weeks. Their podcast is called Monger. You can check them out wherever you Very get podcasts. Cool interviews with local restaurateurs yes. and different experiences that they're having on fish boat. Was it fish boat? Scallop boat. Scallop boat. Scallop boat. Yeah. And all kinds of stuff. So that's pretty cool. So you guys should check that out. Yeah. Check out, especially we always say, they always say they, their most, uh, um, listened to episode is the, uh, episode with uh, the kitchen consigliere over in Collingswood. Awesome uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo Lutz. Uh, check Very them good out. episode. Check them out because he he dives into the meaning of the word rat, which is amazing. <laughs> so check that out. But check out our episode when it drops in a couple of weeks again. And check out all their other episodes, some cool stuff. Again, it's called The Monger Podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to give out a couple of invitations to Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. back segment number three of the show this is where we give you our upcoming events or tell you some upcoming events and this friday and saturday november 8th and 9th from 8 a.m to 6 p.m head down to the reading terminal market for their first ever holiday showcase they're gonna have 50 different merchants offering their various holiday uh, offerings at their stores at the market or and or at the piano court in reading terminal market so you know it's November, the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is noticeably short, shorter than usual this year. So if you want to get your holiday culinaries on, head down to Reading Terminal Market this Friday and Saturday for all sorts of good stuff at their holiday market. The participating merchants and restaurants include Beck's uh, Cajun Cafe, uh, Diner's Barbecue Chicken, famous 4th famous Street Cookie Company, uh, Godshaw's Poultry, um, Lancaster County Dairy, a lot, lot more local luchos, Italian, uh, Italian Latino Kitchen, New Liberty Distillery. If you want to get some, uh, some, some nice gin uh, as gifts for this holiday season, plenty of other places as well. Again, more than fifty restaurants and stalls are going to be participating in this first ever Reading Terminal Holiday Market. It's open basically all day, eight a.m. to six p.m. this Friday and Saturday. Reading Terminal Market, October, excuse me, November eighth 
and a knife. So definitely check that out. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment. This is the portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always, always something noteworthy or at least noteworthy to us on some level. It's usually a break from us talking about food all the time. Uh, We've done a pretty good job in recent weeks. However, that will change today because you have a food thing you want to discuss. Okay, kick it. Okay, my Sunday dinner invite just goes out to the people who go to Chick-fil-A. I don't know if it's everywhere or it's just the Chick-fil-A near us, one of the 50 near us, but that go to Chick-fil-A and and get in the drive-thru line. And these lines are ridiculously long. They're like... Our Chick-fil-A is in uh, a parking area, what, what, a shopping... Shopping center. Shopping center. Mm-hmm. It's huge. There's a Lowe's in there and Target. and It's just a huge area. So they line up in the <laughs> drive through line that snakes into like the lots. But if you just park your car and go inside, there's no one in line. So... I just don't understand why they stand. They like stay in this line when if you just go inside, you get your food faster. It it blows my mind. So then I thought to myself, because because I parked, I went inside, I got my food, I came out, and I as I'm when I go inside and there's no one in there, I'm like, this is insane. The lines like snaked around. Why is no one in here? And I'm thinking, well, maybe they have their children in the car with them, and. Mm-hmm. Th- so I go out and I'm looking at the people in the cars as I'm walking to my car. There are no kids in these cars. These people are just sitting in line. I refuse to sit in line for 25 minutes or 20 minutes or however long it, that line takes. And they expedite the line pretty pretty quickly. But we'll not say this. quickly enough. Not quickly. Like you, you can get in and out faster. So Yeah. If you pull your car over, you park and you walk in, you get out way faster than if you sit in that line and mm-hmm. have the, and then someone also needs to explain to me how the people with the iPads taking your order makes this go faster. It does because they can start working on the order in the restaurant um, after, after they scan it in. I've said, I've, I've been in a line with the iPad thing. Yeah. It expedites the it's line. All, the line's the, quicker. No, the iPad thing is always there even when the line is short because I only get in the line if it's short and the iPads are always there. Sometimes it's not there. I've never seen it not uh, there. It's not, yeah, sometimes it's not there. Well, not well, like now, not recently because people around here, man, it's like fam. Like there are other places to go. They no. really stink, but I mean, like no, <laughs> Chick Fil A is all there is to the people who live around. Apparently here. so, man. And that line snakes around, and I just simply don't understand people sitting in that line that long. Yeah, it's yeah. insane, and then they lose all judgment about using signals and blocking people from actually being able to leave the parking lot. If you're trying to leave the parking lot, it's like a nightmare. It's a nightmare to you. Like, let's say you went to Lowe's and you just want to go home. Yeah, no. It's very difficult to go certain ways in the parking lot because of the Chick-fil-A line. So my Sunday dinner invite just goes out to those people who are not in the car with kids Mm -hmm. or who do not have a physical thing that prevents them from walking into the restaurant. Like, park your car and walk in the restaurant. You know, like, come on. Um, again, unless you are not physically able to do that's so. what I said. Who don't yeah. have physical ailments? Yeah, yeah. You have physical like ailments. if you if you're perfectly fine, <laughs> I just you know you do what you want. I can't tell you what to do. What's if you want to sit in line, sit in line, whatever, whatever. But just explain to me like why you sit in the line 
I just don't understand. And it you could, don't feel like getting out of the car. And it could just be because I don't like waiting in line. Yeah, but I'm saying some people just And don't I look at these people like and I'm like, you're insane. You had a long day, if you had a long day at work, you just don't feel like getting out of the car. I had a long day at work. I'm I was saying. tired. Some but you know what? I was not sitting in that line. That's it. All right. Mine, I will, uh, I apologize. This might be a little long because I want to read something. Mm. Um, this goes out to a bride and a groom who shall remain nameless. Well, actually, I guess what the names might come out at some point during the conversation. <laughs> I'm going to read something that was posted to Facebook. Okay. Imagine if you were re- the recipient of this. This is from a bride or a bride to be, I should say. Okay. Quote, hi, invitees to the blank wedding. After much oh, reflection good. and tear-filled conversation with our closest family members, we have decided to cancel our upcoming winter wedding. We will further notify this group when we are in a better place to reschedule. We thank each and every one of you for your generous early donations to our money fund. Can you believe, emphasis mine, can you believe we raised over $30,000? Unbelievable. Don't worry, the money you've donated will not be spent in vain, but rather towards a honeymoon in the coming months. After we regain financial stability and hold calm in our hearts after a honeymoon, <laughs> we will announce a new wedding date and reopen our money fund for any further gifts. Weddings are expensive. We are blessed to have generous family members who gave us these large donations. It will help offset honeymoon costs and to scale to an even better future wedding. We really couldn't have made it this far without you. <sighs> Please stay tuned. In the meantime, I'll be updating our gift fund registry on Amazon if anyone would like to (laughs) gift us something to take on a honeymoon. If you have any ideas on where we can go, please PM me or Edward, the groom. As mentioned, we will keep you updated when we are reopening our money fund and have a new wedding date in the works. Don't be too sad. The new wedding is going to be a hit. Love you, Pam. Oh, I saw that story. How? I got questions. I got a lot of questions. And I have issues. I, well, that, this person has issues. I have issues with this. Go ahead, go on. Uh, while you gather, <laughs> are you gathering go, go, your go, questions? Go, 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 go. Okay, go. because I, and this is a conversation that I've had with my, my sisters. Because we've noticed a trend of people asking for money, like go fund their weddings. Or trying to get you to pay to attend their wedding. All of which are extremely tacky. Mm-hmm. It's tacky. You should not be asking people to pay to attend your wedding. A re- for those who don't know, which you would think everybody would know. A wedding reception is a thank you to your guests mm-hmm. for attending the ceremony and watching your nuptials. You're not supposed to ask people to pay to attend your reception well no this okay well in this person's defense they didn't ask for anyone to, didn't they create a gofundme no they had the wedding fund people gave them money that's crazy to me that's like a gofundme that's like asking people I don't, well, I don't to know, fund your wedding well, I don't know the specifics when they say wedding fund does that mean you know no give us a gift give us give us money as a gift yeah it, no it means give me money so i can pay for my wedding wedding fund People are nowadays asking people. To, just, well, it's the equivalent you know, of you. before we got married. We were like, we need, we have a wedding fund, and we went around to people and asked them to give us money so we could have a wedding. Uh, no, I, I no, I hear, I hear you. I just, I just don't know. I just don't know how it was phrased initially. But you're probably right. It probably a wedding fund. It's not a gift registry. Yeah, 
You know, and even then, do you say in lieu of gifts, we would like cash? No one says that. It's rude and tacky. People are getting ruder and tackier by the day. It's so annoying. Stuff like that bothers me. It bothers me when I see wedding funds go fund me my wedding, uh, pay X dollars for attending my wedding. Anything having to do with you asking me for money for your wedding. There's nothing in the world that says that you have to have a wedding. If you can't afford it, go to the courthouse. It's not about like it's not a about, fancy yeah. party or whatever. No. It's about like loving someone and wanting to be with them. And if you want to legally make that something, you can do that at the courthouse. And more importantly, it's not about you getting $30,000. Can you imagine? It sounds like a, 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 a big finagle it's if a, you ask me. Yeah. Oh, we could get some money if we pretend like we're going to get married. I don't know if it's a pretend, but it was like you got, well, uh, who knows? $30,000. <laughs> then we can go, what? They're going on a honeymoon or something, didn't it say? They were yeah, going but if you, and if you have uh, suggestions on where they can go, please let them know. You can, I know where you can go. <laughs> exactly. I, I love, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say what the person said, but the third person, bride's friend number two, her response was, all right, step the F back. <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing <laughs> response. All right, step the F back. That's great. Uh, yeah, the family member of the groom, is this a bleeping joke? After raking in $30,000, you decide to be greedy. And use it all for yourselves. Um, and then, of course, she comes. the bride comes back and says, you're attacking me. You're making me feel attacked. She later goes on and says that she needed like, some mental health counseling or something. And she needed to spend a couple thousand dollars on that. And if you want to contribute to her medical expenses, you can do that as well. <laughs> yeah, like this is, yeah, oh there's a lot. There's a word. lot to it. And then, oh yeah. No, the like, please, if, if, you can, if, you can find, if you can find this, if you can find this thread. That's thread, everywhere because I've seen it. Yeah, I didn't see anything about her wanting now wanting more money for her medical. But oh, thirty thousand yeah. dollars is not enough. Let me see if I let me see if I can find. Let oh me see if goodness. I can find that. And then people were like, you know, I took off of work for this and da da da, and you know, now whatever. Couldn't be my family member. Yeah, because um, I drive to their house and demand my money back. First of all, I wouldn't have given them the money in the first place because I find that to be tacky. And then one of the uncles gave her basically gave them like a lot, like twelve thousand dollars. He's like, yo, give me my money back. Um, I don't blame him. No, I don't. I don't blame. Him. I don't blame. Him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this real quick. Let's say um, I will need to take an extra week off life in order to recover. Well, she's first. She says I am nothing. Um, you off would, life. Yeah. Off life. Now I am nothing. You've whittled me away until I'm shaking with tears. Edward had to bring me to urgent care oh because I God. because I felt lightheaded and distraught. Oh my God. I was even questioned on my mental state. Not fun. The oh, bill came wow. out to seven hundred and sixty five dollars. Thank God you will be forced to pay for that with the money fund. I'll, oh, need, I'll wow. need, to, need to take off an extra week off life in order to recover. I'm going off to life, off life, off life. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to embark on a social media phone and internet blackout. Do not contact me. I need to put my emotion. Oh, this was a finagle. I need man. to put my emotional zen first. I need to fully heal from the emotional damage I've endured as a result of the slanderous attack from oh, my own wow. family and friends. And you can bleeping foot the $2,000 bill. I don't care. They got fleeced, man. Hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let if astray. I was a member of the family or a or friend, friend. Or I would never talk to them again. That's the thing. You can't be friends with this person. You no, can't. this person is a con artist. Yeah. Ed, does Edward exist? Like, this is this is a con game. They, these two con their friends and family. Because if you decided that you weren't going to get married, wouldn't you just give all the money back? Just give the money back. 
you give, give it all back. back. But you have no plans to give it. Now you want to guilt people mm-hmm. into not asking for their money back because you got they no they had a big plan. For you conned thirty thousand dollars out of they're people. They're probably and you, and you married. Mad? Or, they're probably married already. And you man? They're probably married already. They probably start seeing that money rolling. They're probably like. We didn't expect to get this much money. How you Because you could literally go to a wedding factory and have a wedding for 150 people for like 20 grand. How are you going to go on a pre-honeymoon? And with, with, with money that I gave you for your wedding. <laughs> for your wedding. But for your wedding. And you're going to cancel the wedding. But you're going on a honeymoon. But you're going on a honeymoon. Which tells me you're already married. They got married. I bet you they got married at the courthouse. These two have been married. I don't even care. You can't be going on a wedding, a honeymoon before the wedding. They did not. They already had a wedding at the courthouse, or no, they probably no. their honeymoon before is the probably thing, they're probably going to an an island to get married on a beach by themselves. Before the thing <laughs> I gave you money for, you can't do that well, first. And, and, and as someone who gave the money, I say that you're a fool for giving the money. You can't, because you need to be like Chanel, who when she sees things like this, because I've seen it, I call it for what it is. It's tacky, and you can't have my money. Shout out to the uncle who said he wants his $12,000 in cash. Exactly. Shout out to the aunt who says she wants her $3,500 in a cashier's check or a money order. That's right. <laughs> They're like, Because Fam. you know what? At this point, that's fraud. And they could, no, they can't because they didn't claim they were cancer or whatever. It's kind of like a gift. So you probably can't have them arrested. Uh, one final quote. In the meantime, please consider donating any spa or personal care items to my home address if you even care about me at all. We've lost <laughs> we we've lost close to three thousand dollars from the money fund. Lost money to the from the money fund due to medical expenses, and we would like the more affluent members of the family to consider donations as a courtesy. This can't be real. There's a lot of posts. It's this cannot posts. be real. This is a setup. This is not real. Who are these people? I need do, to know. Do, are there ages in there? No, there are no ages in there. No ages in there. All names, all names and personal information is blacked out for the most part. Oh my goodness. That is the finagle of 2019. That's 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 the hustle. That's a hustle right there. And then trying to guilt people into not bothering you because it's affecting your mental health. I have to take a week off life. That's life. not real. Life. This is a setup for a TV show. Life. First of all, the uncle who who dropped 12 G's. Mm. If I'm him, I'm rolling up. Yeah, I'm about to say you might you might got you might have to roll up on somebody. I'm rolling that. up. You I'm might, rolling up. You might, you, might shoot, you, you might have to shoot. You might have to shoot because he was trying to do the right thing. You, you know, by his niece or one. nephew, yeah. trying to help out, and you got him for twelve G's. Yeah, no, he should roll up. He should roll up. He should take him to small claims court and print out all that stuff. That's crazy. So that's that. So yeah, but tell us your thoughts on that because I think we all are on the same page <laughs> when yeah. it comes to this. No. Anyhow, that was our Sunday dinner. Um, I'm really I don't want to invite them. I don't want to invite no, the uncle. I don't want, the uncle, I the, friends, want the uncle. The friends. And was it the aunt with the 3,500? Yeah, the bride's aunt and her and, uncle. And the yeah. one who, who the the one you couldn't say. Oh yeah. What she said. Step the step the bleep back. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want those people they real over because I want to help them figure out how to get their money back. They real ones. They real ones. All right. That is it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you John Appetit.
It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Is your cell phone bill out of control? Then this is your wake-up call. The new TrackPhone Wireless gives you unlimited talk and text starting at $20 a month, no contract, plus unlimited carryover data with active service. Yep, the new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com.